Somewhere there's a love to tire out the world. Reach out from your heart and share what's in us all. Our universes simply want some. podcasting from a town called Manalip in New Jersey. This is That Oneness Guy, a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness. I am your host, Danny Rongo. Welcome. As an author, playwright, singer, songwriter, and activist, I am spreading my message of oneness to, like I said earlier, basically anyone who will listen. You're listening now to episode two Oneness goes beyond the body. In this episode, I will expand upon what we discussed in episode one, which, if you remember, was a basic introduction to oneness, proving in many ways how we are connected, but specifically from the standpoint of our bodies and our humanness. Today, I will go into detail and prove how our connectedness goes beyond the body and resonates from our very source. So let's get to it. Um, First up, let me say that I'd like to say that the song you heard in the introduction was my song called Simply One Song. This song has been pretty much my staple, per se, as, as I use it not only to conclude chapter one of my musical The Phone Call, but it also serves as the closing number for that play as well. I have many songs that I use and that are associated with oneness, But simply one song like really sums up the total message for me. And if you'd like to hear it again, I will I will close this episode with another chorus of the song. And by all means, please feel free to check out this and all of my songs relating to oneness on my website, dannyrongo.com. There's songs, videos and links to my YouTube and all my other pages as well. So, okay. Like we discussed in the first episode When we say we are all one, we understand that means that we are all connected. Now, it is not just the essence of being connected as human beings, as we discovered in episode one, but it is the connection we share of coming from the same source and origin. But what is that source? What is that origin? My friends, I ask you now the question that has puzzled mankind throughout time. What exactly are we? Are we the skin and bones that make up our body? No, skin and bones can't talk. They don't have love. Skin and bones don't have feelings. Are we our brain? I know a lot of people think we are, but no. Our brain is what processes the information and the data it receives. So again, folks, for that age-old question, what are we? What exactly are we? I'd like to say that we are thought. Okay? Thought. Now, you can translate that word thought into energy, vibration, spirit, love, and or soul. Because they are all interchangeable. In fact, they are so interchangeable that I created an acronym for it. I call STEVLs, rhymes with levels, 
but Stevels. That's S-T-E-V-L-S. I actually came across this when I started writing the book, and I liked it so much I wrote a whole chapter about it. Oh, and speaking of the book, for those who are unaware, the book is called I Am God, and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness, and it is currently being um, manufactured and published by Balboa Press, which is a division of Hay House, and I'm hoping for a release close to the holidays. Okay, so that was my promo spot for the day. So again, Stevels, S-T-E-V-L-S. If you have a pen, you might want to write this down. S stands for spirit. T stands for thought. E stands for energy. V stands for vibration. L stands for love. And S stands for soul. Okay, Stevels. Now, these six words all represent what we are, and they're all interchangeable. But for our discussion here today, I will use the word thought. Okay? In all of my discussions about oneness, what I have learned is that thought is, is the most identifiable. So when I relate to what we are, you'll hear me say that we are thought. All right. As I mentioned in the first episode... I always like to find messengers who have come before us. So in my search for messengers who have conveyed this idea and this notion that we are thought, my absolute favorite, without a doubt, is from the English poet William Blake. Now, William Blake wrote a magnificent poem called Auguries of Innocence back in 1803. And my favorite passage from that piece goes like this. And some of you may have heard this. To see a world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wild flower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. We are led to believe a lie when we see with but not through the eye, which was born in a night to perish in a night while the soul slept in beams of light. Now, come on now. (laughs) Honestly, isn't that beautiful? I just love that poem. I really love the line when he says, when we see with but not through the eye. Because what we are is the thought that lies inside. And we don't see with our eyes. We just see through our eyes. Right? We are the invisible messenger behind our eyes. So remember, we are not the face staring back at us in the mirror. We are the noticer of that face. So it's important to remember that we are nothing more than thought. Or again, spirit, energy, vibration, love, or soul, or or whatever you decide to call it, okay? Know that thought has no beginning. It has no end. Definitely cannot die. And you can't kill thought. How do you kill thought? All right? Our bodies that we inhabit on this journey that while we're here... These bodies obviously will expire because they are, they, are they are finite. Our bodies have a beginning and an end. I like to say that 
Our bodies are of this world. We, what we are is spirit. We are not of this world. That's because what we are really is thought, and thought is endless and infinite. And therein lies so much of the problems our society faces nowadays because there's so many people out there who believe that, you know, while we're here on this journey, that we are human beings and we're having some kind of spiritual experience. Now, that sounds nice, actually sounds poetic, but that's not the case, all right? For we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but it's the opposite. We are actually spiritual beings having a human experience, okay? That's because we are thought. Now, the only way to truly grasp that is to come to a complete knowing that you are thought and not your body. Now, if you take anything away from this episode or from any of my podcasts, or from my musical about oneness, or from my book about oneness, or from my songs about oneness. It has to be this. I don't want you to believe that you are thought. You have to know that you are thought. And the reason that I stress it like that is because there's a really big difference between a belief and a knowing. You see, a belief has an implied shred of doubt attached to it. For all intents and purposes, a belief is something you were taught, and in most instances, from your parents. And they just stay with us. Whereas a knowing does not have any doubt attached to it. And that's because a knowing is an internal conviction. A knowing comes from you. All right, here's an example of the difference between a belief and a knowing. Um, many of you know me. I, I can tell you, honestly, I haven't ridden a bicycle in decades. I don't know, probably over 20 years. But the next time that I get on one, probably in Cape May or something like that when I'm down there with my wife, but the next time that I get on a bike, I don't believe I can ride a bike. I know I can ride a bike. Just like you, if you haven't ridden one in some time, you don't believe you can ride a bike. You know you can ride a bike. You see the difference? Do you see the difference there between a belief and a knowing? And when it comes to oneness, you have to know that you are thought, or again, any part of Stevels, and that you're not your body. Here's another quick example, a hypothetical, if you may. Let's say you're in a hospital and you're visiting a friend of yours who is unfortunately on his deathbed. His body is failing and it's only a matter of time before he passes. So the nurse is in the room with you and due to, I guess, hospital protocol, let's, she has to weigh your friend. They use that device that they can weigh them right there in the bed. Let's say for argument's sake that he weighs 200 pounds, okay? Now, 10 seconds pass, passes by, and he takes his last breath and passes away. The nurse now weighs him again at that point in time and discover that he weighs still 200 pounds. So what does that tell you? What does that tell us? 
It tells us that whatever constitutes life as we know it is at the very least weightless. Think about it. He weighed the exact same as he did 10 seconds ago when he was alive, and now he's clinically dead, and he weighs the same, all right? So again, whatever constitutes life as we know it is weightless, and that is because we are thought, all right? And thought never dies. You never die. Now, for me personally, it has been that knowing that, that we are thought that has helped me through so many tough times in my life because understanding oneness means that you understand that our connection didn't just start when we were born. It doesn't just apply to our journeys here on earth while we're in this physical form, but it transcends the physical. We were part of oneness before we were born and will return to the true essence of oneness when we, in fact, return home. And it's because I have that knowing, it's because I have that internal conviction that oneness naturally helps me to lead a less stress-filled life. And that, my friends, is one of my objectives with this podcast, with my book, with my musical, and with my songs. And that is to help us remove stress from our lives. Now, by all means, do not get me wrong. Um, as you'll find out in the book when you read the book, I have many struggles like everybody else, okay? But how oneness helped, helps me and continues to help me is that I know the difference between illusion and reality, okay? Um, Lao Tzu said best, he said, reality is that which never changes, so think about that for a second. You and your body, right? Are you your 10-year-old body? Are you your 15-year-old body? Um, speaking as if you're almost my age or something like that. Think about it. No. Our bodies change. Everything in this realm, everything in the physical changes. The only constant is what doesn't change, and what doesn't change is you because your spirit, thought, stevels again, Okay? And once you know that oneness means you and your higher self, a.k.a. your God, are one, you will naturally remove the separateness from your life. You'll learn that there is nothing to fear and never will be. You'll learn to live in the now, because that's all we have is now. You've heard that put so many different ways. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow may never come, which is the truth. We are forced to live now. Everything, is hap everything that ever has happened has happened in one big now. It's all it is. And you'll know that nothing is impossible. So, as I pick up my bass guitar again and prepare for the quick chorus again, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I'm calling that Oneness Guy. This has been episode two, Oneness Goes Beyond the Body. So again, if you like what you've been hearing, please take a moment to subscribe to this feed on either my website, dannyarongo.com, there's links there, or at iTunes, at Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or at my podcast website, which is courtesy of Buzzsprout, which is www.buzzsprout.com. Again, my name is Danny Rongo. 
please look for my new show next week. And until then, I send you peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Somewhere there's a love to tie around the world. Reach out from your heart and share what's in us all. Our universe is simply one song. Peace.